Welcome to Sweet Interlude, a strawberry shortcake podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Davy Danish. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Cookie Crumbles. And I'm your co-host, Christian Allen, codename Baked Alaska. Oh, that's that could get you in some trouble. I leave you surprises and all your desserts. <laughs> so uh we are going to obviously be talking about strawberry shortcake. That's what we do here on the episode. We appreciate uh, the vintage toys and, of course, all of the different toy lines that have come along since then, uh, as well as all the forms of media. There have been some uh, different animated series. Uh, so we, we talk about it all here. But before we get into anything too specific, you guys, I want to go around and we want to talk about our first uh, memories of strawberry shortcake, or as we like to call her here on the show, straws. <laughs> Noel, do you want to start? Well, sure. I mean, I, I grew up liking a lot of, you know, different your general boy toy stuff, but you know, I, I had a little sister and my little sister got into stuff like rainbow bright and the care bears and strawberry shortcake. And, you know, while I liked playing with my transformers and other stuff like that, I mean, like there was some kind of cool lore I thought with some of these things. So I kind of followed the strawberry shortcake thing a little bit and, you know, got, uh, got really into, uh, you know, playing with some of those dolls and, uh, you know, collecting the little, the little dolls with their little sidekick animals. I mean, I, it was, it was neat. It was a little different, but uh, it was fun. Yeah. I came across it. I don't remember what my awareness was, whether I was probably a commercial, I would imagine was the first thing that I saw, but I very specifically remember one of our neighbors, uh, it was a lady and her son lived next door and the lady, for whatever reason, had bought a strawberry shortcake doll. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I like the little proportions are neat. Uh, the little clothes and everything look cool, but the smell was incredible like it blew my mind because uh, you know having been around like masters universe moss man and Stinkor, like those aren't things that are nice to smell but this little strawberry shortcake doll smelled great and it had articulation and it wasn't like it didn't feel like a doll it felt like an action figure right and it smelled great so i was begging my mom let me get some of these strawberry shortcake figures they're really cool. They come with all these little accessories. They're little, like you said, Noel, they're little animal pals. Uh, and, and it, it just, it didn't happen. That was, I think, a, <laughs> I think it was a bridge too far for mom, uh, or, or perhaps the thought of, you know, military dad coming home with a new GI Joe toy and seeing me sitting on the floor playing with some strawberry shortcake figures maybe wouldn't have been the greatest thing it was the 80s times were different the purple pie man trying to bake uh you know bazooka into a pie yeah something along those lines but i i definitely was you know when the commercials came on i i'm very aware of the franchise and kind of kept track of what was going on with it uh you know and and the interest maintained to the point where now we've got a podcast exactly so with me uh most so i didn't have any younger sisters um, but most of my friends had younger sisters. So I can always remember going over, you know, to play with them and then their sisters having strawberry shortcake dolls. Um, and little known fact about me, I actually have a bad sense of smell. 
Oh, and that so must come should, in handy at Dragon Con. Let me tell you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so usually I have to when people are like, "Oh, smell this!" Like I have to be right up on it. And there was something, what a whatever process they made to get the smell in the strawberry shortcake dolls, I could smell them without having to get them like right up on my nose and so i yeah any of my friends that uh if their sisters had shortcake dolls i always wanted to go into their room and spend some time with them playing with them because the smells to me were just incredible um but i also have to give a shout out because much like you guys my parents would not let me buy shortcake dolls whenever they would have the cartoon specials um those were a must watch and later on finding out that the animation studio that made the strawberry shortcake specials was nelvana who also did the animated sequence for the star wars holiday special it just it's a style of art that as a kid i really really loved and you can't go wrong with the purple pie man. I think yeah, he's it's one very, of the greatest villains ever made. He is one of the more iconic, you know, '80s villains when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll get more into him in a further uh, future episode when we'll kind of focus a little bit more on, I guess, the trials and tribulation of uh, Strawberry Shortcake and her friends. Uh, before we get any further, we have got some Strawberry Shortcake news that we've got to cover. Yeah. Yes. This was huge. Yeah, absolutely. So Boss Fight Studio, who have been putting out uh, the Legends of Lucha Libre, they are, uh, they seem to be. Yeah, which is their big thing. Yeah. Uh, But they've been starting to pick up more and more licensed stuff. And they announced uh, back in February that they had acquired the license for Strawberry Shortcake and we're doing new action figures uh, that will be scented based on, uh, or, or just new, not based on, just new Strawberry Shortcake action figures. And what's really clever about it is you can look and see. Uh, the, the first ones that they've shown are Strawberry Shortcake and Custard, Orange Blossom and Marmalade, uh, Lime Chiffon and Parfait Parrot, which I got to say, Parfait Parrot, probably the best name in the entire line. <laughs> uh, and then Huckleberry Pie and Pup Cake, which is a close second to Parfait Parrot. But you can see with the female figures, like there's some shared parts, like uh, Boss Fight can kind of use some of their tooling tricks with this line in a way that you wouldn't really have thought about until you see them. And you're like, oh, they're fully articulated, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, ankle, everything. Like these are comparable to boss fights other releases uh but just a completely different sort of format yeah and they're a little bit um they're they're not quite as like short and compact as the original little toys were back in the 80s they're a little bit they've got a little bit uh taller dimensions uh, i guess a little bit thinner than those they still have the you know they're still maintaining that classic look though with the the larger heads the kind of super deformed look with them um and but the you know they they haven't really even updated the the outfits much at all they're pretty much mm-hmm. what they were uh back when they were first released now 40 years ago and well and what's funny these are 
I was thinking these would be kind of in the four inch range of a lot of boss fights, other stuff. These are six inch action figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're going to be nice, large figures and they come with tons of accessories. Uh, Strawberry shortcake comes with her little dollop of ice cream, a basket of strawberries, a plate with of course, strawberry shortcake, uh, a watering can, a comb, which these don't have rooted hair like the original figures, but to be true to those original accessories, you've got to have the little comb. Uh, and of course, her little cat friend, Custard. Uh, Huckleberry Pie. I love this. He comes with the fishing rod and the fish. Uh, basket of huckleberries, his own little ice cream and spoon. Uh, and then the comb and a slice of Huckleberry Pie. Can I just tell you how much I identified with Huckleberry Pie as a kid? Because not only was he a freckled redhead like I was, uh, I was also a big fan of Huckleberry Finn. So the one boy (laughs) character in the line was, you know, kind of tied into one of my favorite characters from literature, too. So I'm all in on this guy. Yeah, Huck Finn was I, I don't know if kids now even know Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. But when I was a kid, Huckleberry Finn was like super cool. And one of. It's funny, the very first time I ever went to Disney World, one of the highlights for me was going to, was it Tom Sawyer's Island? Is that what it's called? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Oh my gosh. I was in heaven. I was unbelievable just going through the caves and the fort and like that island was like what I wanted life to be like. <laughs> It's still a secret little hidden treasure. I can't tell you how many people I take to the parks that have been to the parks hundreds of times and have never set foot on that island. And I'm like, nope, come on. Well, it's so cool because it's so much fun. You kind of do have to know about it. Like, it's not a matter of just wandering into it and being like, oh, what are we in now? Like, you have to take, what is it, take the little ferry across? So it, it is a destination and not just something you find. Uh, we also have lime chiffon with, uh, I'm a little disappointed that she doesn't have key lime pie, but I understand that's not what we're here for. Uh, (laughs) but she's got her basket of limes, some balloons, her own ice creams. They've, they've got a lot of common accessories, which is cool. Uh, and then orange blossom who comes with an easel. Uh, what do you call the paint tray? What is a palette? Palette. Palette. Thank you. A uh, little paintbrush, basket of oranges. Uh, I mean, these these look fantastic. These are great. I'm I'm all in for this line, 100. percent Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. really cool looking there's... figures. Uh, you know, uh, I think they, uh, as far as the sculpting goes, and I mean, they. I, I know some people will probably want the rooted hair like the old ones had, um, but I think this is a very acceptable way to do them here, especially in a six Much inch scale. Way. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it doesn't leave out the possibility of if these are big enough and boss fight can budget it out of doing separately available heads with rooted hair that you could just interchange with these, because mm-hmm. I'm sure these will be, you know, much like boss fights, other stuff, sort of modular yeah, type figures. That's that you their can... whole shtick. Right. Uh, so these are expected right now. Uh, pre-orders. They're still not live. Yeah, they're still not live. They, they were supposed to be live this month. So I say just keep checking the website. And uh, they're expected out by first quarter of 2023, which is nice. I and mean, these are all obviously the pictures we're looking at now are all renders. 
but I mean, this is this is what they'll be. They look great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the boss fights done renders before, and they look identical to what actually comes out. Uh, so that's our news. I have one more little piece of information that I want to throw out there. Uh, hang on just a minute. I should have had the link up, but we can't all always be prepared all the time. The problem is I've got the link on my phone. and not in the computer. So I'm having to do like a manual sign-in thing, which is really annoying. So if you go to tpublic.com, search for needless things for a limited time for one week from April 1st to April 8th, you will have the opportunity to buy an exclusive sweet interlude t-shirt it will only be available for this one week if you buy it in the first 72 hours that it's up uh that's from 11 a.m on april 1st uh and this is legit uh you will be able to buy a sweet interlude t-shirt that will never again be available so uh go get that proudly wear your sweet interlude a strawberry shortcake podcast t-shirt uh, Nolan Christian, before we wrap up this segment, you guys have anything else you want to say about Straub's inner friends? He's very, very awesome. <laughs> so obviously, I just mentioned the date. It is April the 1st. That's right. April Fool's Day. You're really listening. What? To... <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. I did all this. I did all this research. And... <laughs> Man. This is audible interlude noel just left noel just you legit guys got don't up and left. tell me anything i ruined it i uh <laughs> this is audible interlude a gi joe podcast there was our little uh fun april fool's prank now that being said oh noel went and got a legit metal 80s strawberry <laughs> shortcake lunchbox uh that being said, everything, not only about you guys, but like what everything I said, like that's all true. Like that, the neighbor oh, yeah. having the strawberry shortcake and me being like, I want these figures. Like that's legit. I'm not even making that up. Yeah, I, I oh. will, I will readily admit to playing with my sister and her and her strawberry shortcake and other girls' toys like that, Rainbow Bright and those sorts sorts of things. They were fun. I said if and really the the lore that went into those was really on an equal footing to a lot of the stuff that we grew up with. They just weren't marketed towards us. Real quickly. So anyone that's been to my Flickr page will see most of my strawberry shortcake collection. And I will say this about strawberry shortcake fandom. It may be incredibly niche, but they are super dedicated. I can post GI Joe photos. And if that, you know, if they're into that character, the picture will get, you know, more likes or comments. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what shortcakes I post. Those always end up being my most liked photos on Flickr. Uh, my second highest viewed photo is a strawberry shortcake sleeping photo so kudos to all you strawberry shortcake fans out there thank you for loving my photography 
Well, and that's the thing is it is, it's something, it's a franchise that has not been serviced in the same way as Thundercats and GI Joe and Masters of the Universe and all these other things. So I think the fans do have to sort of grab on and care about it just a little bit more. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, the t-shirt is legit. It really is up on the Needless Things T Public store for the next week. Uh, I'm getting one. It is only available in pink, white, and green. That's it. Uh, so go check that out. And now, if you guys are ready, let's uh, actually kick off Audible Interlude. And yes, now it is actually time for Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern, Christian, that now has to figure out what to do with all these cookies. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm on my way. I'll help you out with those. Uh, All right. So we covered our shortcake business. Now we have an actual show open. I want to put over the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, Last week, I did a very well-received Toy Lanta 2022 kind of walkthrough. Noel was there. We talked to Noel. Uh, We got a musical performance from Possum Kingdom Ramblers. People have really given me a big positive response about this. I I was actually pretty excited because I've never done a, a... vlog like that before so uh, it it was fun doing it it was fun editing it and now everybody seems to be enjoying it so go check that out on the needless things youtube channel and then the follow-up video to that was uh me sort of unpacking everything that i picked up at toy lanta and it was almost all gi i bought one thing that was not gi joe so it's all gi joe so go check that video out as well it's the toy lanta hall or Toylanta Needless Unboxing, whatever the heck I called it. Uh, so let's see here. Did we have any polls on Anchor last week? <clears throat> I'm going to check right now. Ah, what was your favorite? Fa- <laughs> I forgot we called this Fan Thirst Thursday. What was your favorite Fan Thirst Thursday reveal? 100% chose Tiger Force Recondo. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. Our uh, listeners and then, have good taste. Uh, are you excited about the future of Hasbro O Rings? Uh, we only got one answer on that one. And it was undecided, <laughs> which I kind of understand. I, I I can't really dispute that. I was, and then the price tag showed up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the price tag showed up, and and look, when when the O rings were first announced, because I've been collecting Masters of Universe Origins, and that line has been plentiful, delivering new stuff all the time. It's all. If you're willing to pay a little bit more from Big Bad, you get it very regularly, but you can also wait, find it at retail, pay retail prices, and it shows up at Target. Uh, 
very easy to collect line with lots of releases thus far. A freaking playset. There's a Castle Grayskull that you can go to Target and buy right now. Uh, so having that comparison, I thought, well, if if the O-rings, if Hasbro puts out even half as much O-ring stuff as what Mattel has been doing with Origins, I'll be happy. And it doesn't look like that's quite their goal. They seem to be looking to put out maybe a tenth the volume at twice the price. I, I, I Look, I don't want to sit here and be negative about Hasbro's G.I. Joe O-ring program. But as of right now, I'm just not excited about it. Where are you guys at with this thing? The pro- for me, I with the Sky Striker, they got me excited. Then I thought, okay, maybe the the Snake Eyes and the Storm Shadow is the way that it is because it's a special one-off. So then when we saw all the other two packs come through with the price and all that i was like no no well, you, they, you say they all the it. other two packs well there's only there's only one now granted they've announced, they've announced another the other ones but yeah. it's not up it's not even up for pre-order yet right and it's i'm i'm the same way where like i was very excited i got this you know i got the sky striker ordered um of course i've got the uh the the his tank megatron which comes with the o-ring baroness yeah um and I ordered this, the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. They're still sitting in the package. I haven't, like, they just haven't gotten excited enough to open them up at this point because I, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to really be collecting this line. I bought the, the Trooper and Officer 2-pack, but I'm not going to buy the Cobra Commander Duke 2-pack. Um, I just don't need another Duke figure, and I'm getting the Cobra Commander eventually with the Sky Striker. And, yeah, you know, I, it, at that price, and as we've seen the trends, the prices only are going up um it's just not something that i'm gonna need now i you told me this a year ago i would have been like no there's no way i'm gonna buy all of these things <laughs> but well and i don't know how it is up there with you guys but down here still or at least the targets that are near me um i finally started seeing the reaction gi joe's show up but it's like when classics first came out I will see either an empty peg or I'll see a peg with um, the radioactive snake eyes. Like these G.I. Joe re- three and three quarters yeah, are hitting the shelves and people are buying they're them. They're selling. Because that's what they remember. So yeah. Hasbro, yeah, I don't want to be you know negative, but Hasbro could not convince me that if they they did like what they do with Star Wars and you release your three and three quarters, a handful of them a year, along with your classifieds, they would they would both sell. Because you're going to have people that aren't, they're going to buy the three and three quarter O-rings because of nostalgia. They have no interest in classifieds. And I, I yeah. think making them an exclusive to the website so they can jack up the price and throw in some extra weapons is just, it, it, yeah. it's, the price point just doesn't match. For and I and I mentioned last month that they're they're missing. I think they're missing golden opportunities with this, and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. It it just kind of helps to bolster my idea that Hasbro still kind of thinks of GI Joe as a second like a second class line, like it's not their top yeah. priority because they're not 
they're just not optimizing this as much as they can. And it's, uh, they're almost dooming it to failure. Now I may well, be wrong, but that's, that seems to be what's happening when you're charging, you know, $22 per figure at this point. But I will say again, in Hasbro's defense, if they're looking at super sevens product at $18 and saying, well, people are buying that. So they'll buy with twice as much articulation. They'll pay a few bucks more like, but <laughs> the problem is the form that they're offering. Well, the, my two biggest problems with Hasbro's O-rings, the form that they're offering it in these, these overpriced two packs with too many accessories and bad cards. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not exciting. And just the the lack of of product like you can't you're well what are we gonna get six of these figures a year that's not enough momentum to keep me excited like right. that's I, I and look i i could also take the standpoint of well at least i'm not gonna have to spend that much money on these because they're only giving us three two packs a year it looks like but that's not what i want i want do it monthly like I want to, I want to be excited and have momentum and collect these things and look forward to it. And right now, and this is something we're going to be talking about a good bit in this episode. Uh, GI Joe does not have good, mo it has negative momentum uh, in, in general. And I don't know why we don't have answers for this, but we'll, we'll get more into that in a minute. Uh, so yeah, they, they've, Hasbro has some things to figure out with this O-ring line. Uh, I hope they're not so set in this format that they can't course correct in a similar way that they did with the classified series and realize that what we want is a little different from what they're offering. Uh, wow, we got we got deep before I intended for us to get deep. We're supposed to still we're supposed to still be discussing kind of the fluff real life stuff right now. We got we got into those O rings. Uh, so Noel, you and I were both at Toylanta. Christian, I'm sorry you couldn't be there, but obviously yeah. you're not traveling. What eight hours for a local toy show? Well, the year is young. <laughs> okay, there, there might be some surprises later on well now we're we're 100 expecting you at joe fest oh yes 100 okay all right yeah, that's already now, lined up now whether whether or not I we're actually sure that, right then we are still doing content for joe fest. okay well here's here's we, we will be recording at joe fest we'll find out i guess <laughs> when we get there whether or not it's going to be in front of in a in a room in front of people or like in one of our hotel rooms but we are recording at joe fest and we are uh we will be doing and I'll, i guess i'll announce this here for the first time because of the success of the toyland vlog uh we will be doing a joe fest vlog where we will be walking around interacting with people looking at what's there uh because like I said, I had so much fun doing it and, and to actually plan it in advance and have like all three of us like in on it, we, we've got some really cool stuff planned, whether Joe fest endorses us or not <laughs> is up in the air, but what we're, we're going to be having fun regardless. So anyway, okay. So Noel and I were at Toylanta, uh, and I got some really cool stuff. I wish I had gotten more, but this is what was so funny about Toylanta. So we've all been watching 
online prices for the last two years. That has really been all that was available to anybody. If you want to collect like vintage stuff, we've been sitting and looking at prices on Mercari and eBay and, you know, maybe the occasional Facebook market or whatever it's called, but like online price prices have been just jacked up. So then to go to Toylanta and to see prices that are half or less what I've been looking at online for the last two years, like it all, it, it, I already went down there nervous that I was going to spend too much money because just being in a toy show in person for the first time in almost three years, I was like, I'm, I, I cannot blow like my entire convention budget for 2022 at this one show. I can't. Uh, so I was nervous about that. And then when I got down there and started seeing prices, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> everything is so cheap. I just, I could finish my collection today. Oh <laughs> gosh, I've got to have self-control. And so what I ended up doing was being too conservative and I wish that I had bought more than I did, which I guess is better than being like, oh man, I shouldn't have spent that much money. But I, I, uh, I got a few figures. I got a couple of vehicles and, and Noel, we'll talk about, so this is what happened. Noel and I each bought a Mamba. As I've mentioned before on the show, the Mamba was not originally on my stuff to buy when I was a kid list until I went back and was looking at pictures and there's a Mamba sitting on top of the TV at Christmas. So I was like, I had a Mamba. I just don't remember it. <laughs> so you found it first. We both bought it from the same seller. Mm -hmm. yeah so i had when i walked in the doors to the main interim it's uh toy department <clears throat> was the vendor and they're in the very very back they have one of the biggest booths in the entire main uh yeah main floor very very long and had not only shelves up against the wall but then tables yeah with, with bins with and cases and, and then bins the, and yeah the, the the glass cases and all that but like that's the first thing i saw in the back of the wall it's like oh there's a couple of mambas back there let me go take a look at them um because i've been looking at mambas and it's you're not going to find one complete for less than 120 130 dollars online yeah. in good shape and and um, that's not including shipping right and that's that's before you get to shipping so i walked back there and i saw and i saw a price exit 45 and i was like oh well i'm sure it's just the shell and maybe a couple of accessories and i looked at it and then i was like oh wait this is toy department and i and i know that toy department does not sell partial vehicles they sell complete vehicles you, oh, you can't I go pipe yeah you can't go buy parts that. from them um so i looked and i was like yep this is this is it and there's a bag with all the accessories that also connect to it and this thing was priced at 45 dollars, and i was like i cannot pass that up so uh grabbed that and i wound up buying several other things i went back and made a, uh, another uh trip back to the same vendor a little bit later on and i wound, wound up spending almost all of the money i spent at joe uh, at uh, joe lana there at toy department um but then when i showed you that i had acquired a mamba <laughs> you were i, I yeah i was like also hit him up oh i saw that over there and for 45 dollars so i went back and they had now, uh, no what figure. it was no figure yeah it did it. not include did, the gyro viper right but, but the gyro can, viper is very easy to find yeah you can get a gyro viper no problem you can get three if you want yeah i've got um, a loose one so i wasn't which worried I'm, about it i'm kind of thinking about getting three and just 
<laughs> doing that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's on the top shelf up against the wall. I'm like, it's there it is. It's a Mamba it, with the bag. Uh, the, it had the pods, all of the missiles, rockets, whatever. Everything was in the bag in front. So like, I got to do this too. I'm just going to copycat Noel. So I take it to the guy and he looks at the bag and he's like, oh, wait a minute. This has the vehicle has the sticker. Oh, somebody else bought one earlier. And because what he had, he had two. One of them had no stickers at all. And one of them had some stickers. So Noel had brought the Mamba without stickers, but the bag that had stickers. So I was like, oh, wait. And I asked no, I, because I'm totally fine with going to Toy Hacks and buying repro labels to put on mine. So I asked, I was like, he's the guy that, that bought it. And I, so I asked Noel, I was like, hey, do you want one with or without stickers? And you wanted with stickers. Yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can get them, why not? Uh, so we swapped bodies, but Noel, you not, got them. Not like one of those movies from the 80s. No, not like, Nick, not <laughs> like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta or Jamie Lee Curtis and, uh, Oh, who was I, I was thinking of uh, of Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. Oh, I was uh, thinking of Freaky Friday. <laughs> of Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Thank you. Yes. yes. Uh, but anyway, we, so we swap bodies. <laughs> um, and Noel, you got the better of the deal because the Mamba I ended up with the right rotor is very slightly bent. Uh, so when you do the action, the blade goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad. And I could probably fix it if I really wanted to, but I mean, yeah, put honestly, a little hot water on it to, yeah. Well, no, it's metal. Oh, the, okay. The metal the blades the are post. fine. It's the, the metal piece gotcha. that goes through the actual vehicle, but I, it's, I'm going to hang it up from the ceiling. Those blades are never going to spin. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I got a Mamba. I got a swamp fire in great condition. And that this is the, the main thing I wanted to talk about. I have so much fun cleaning up Joe vehicles and figures because in general, unless you've got one that's really jacked up, they clean up so well. The sw that swamp fire and the Mamba that I got were in played with condition condition. Like they were not pristine men in box, but they were my, my rule, as I've said before for buying stuff is I'll buy it. If it looks like if I had still had mine from childhood, the condition it would be in now, like I'm not looking for pristine. I'm looking for pretty good, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> uh, so after cleaning up the mom and the swamp fire, the swamp fire looks like it's straight out of the box now. That thing cleaned up because all of the pieces come apart pretty easily. So I was able to take the whole thing apart, wash it down with Dawn, put it back together. The blades are nice and straight and strong because that's what I see so often online is the the blades like get broken or bent and are like droopy or whatever. Uh, it's in great shape. I got a Super Trooper, which is one that I knew I had to get because I had him when I was a kid. But he seems to be very expensive. But there was one at the show. The price was right. Uh, he, he All of his chrome looked pretty good. But then when I got him home, I gave him a good wipe down. Just all, all I do is I use uh, Target brand uh, wipes, just like mm -hmm. baby wipes, to clean stuff up. 
all his chrome is shiny, shiny as new now. It's beautiful. All it was was just smudged. He looks great. Uh, and then I got Crockmaster. And my good friend Ricky Zero from the band's Radio Cult and Possum Kingdom Ramblers, who who was at Toylanta at like 9 a.m. on Friday and got in early and got first look at everything and was actively seeking out a complete croc master. Oh, no. And he wasn't the only pe- person we know that was seeking a, active, right. a, a fully yeah, right. complete croc master. And he also didn't find one. And he was there on Friday. So... I got uh, complete with the little breathing tube because that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. Is that breathing tube is never with him, so he's got everything. He's in great shape. His belt looks great. No scuffs. His paint, all of his paint. That was the other thing about Super Trooper. Uh, all of his paint looked good too, because finding the combination of nice vac metal and no like scuffed up paint is great. Crockmaster, same way. All of his paint looks great. Uh, clean him up. He's awesome. But I, I told Ricky Zero, I was just kind of going through like what I'd found. He was like, "Wait, where did you get a Crockmaster?" And I, I told him there was there was a guy there, and uh, he was just. I'll just say this: he was great. I probably aside from from Noel and Jay and Ricky, uh, he was the person I talked to the most at Toylanta. Just the nicest vendor. I don't. I don't think he even had like a store name or anything. He was just a dude that was originally like a 12 inch Joe buyer and seller. And just because of being in that, he came across three and three quarter inch shows all the time. And there were people who were like, look, you need to start buying these and carrying these too. So he like basically learned, cause he was an older guy. He doesn't care about eighties Joe's. It's just not his thing. It's not, he doesn't dislike them. It's just not his thing, but he started learning about him. And because in his trips to buy toys, he was coming across them. So he sells complete shows. He knows what they are, but he's not. He loves GI Joe. He loves buying and selling GI Joe. He's not there to make the most money he can possibly make. So I bought several figures from him just because he was super cool. Such a nice guy. And I, I don't. I, it was a great everybody there that I talked to. Anyway, there are a few vendors there that had like stuff that wasn't priced, which I won't buy from somebody who doesn't price their stuff. Uh, you know, I know sometimes you may be missing out, but if you go to a toy show and you don't put prices on your stuff, I'm not going to be talking to you. As soon as someone tells me to make a pile, I just go to the next booth. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's just not the way that I want to do that. I'm looking for like specific pieces. I'm not just trying to like throw a bunch of stuff together to try to cut a deal. And I'm not, I'm not a haggler. I don't like haggling. Right. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I'm. If something is too expensive for me, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to say, "Hey, hey, buddy, can you hook me up?" I don't know this guy. Why am I asking him for a deal? Like, right. I, if if you got a price on it, that's what I expect you want for it. That's. And then I have to decide if I'm willing to pay that. And and I know that really that's not the way toy shows work. I like I know I'm in the wrong for being that way because most dealers are there with the expectation of people wanting to haggle and stuff. But I just don't my I don't work that way. Uh, but anyway, had a fantastic time. Filled in only. Very proud of myself for this. 
only bought things that I had when I was a kid, even though there were a few things that I was like, oh, gosh, I, I should get this right now. I, I did stick to my only rebuilding the collection rule. Uh, but I just had a wonderful time being out talking to Joe fans. Oh, and I also wanted to put over uh, Destro's Toy Den. Mm-hmm. I bought a couple of things from there. And Noel and I had a great conversation with, I think it was Jason from the Order of Battle podcast. Uh, I, I apologize if I am not remembering your name correctly, but I am remembering your podcast because uh, you gave me a sticker that has what I thought was the worst podcast logo of all time. However, the Order of Bottle, Order of Bottle, Order, order of, of- Order of battle. Order of bottle is what we're going to be doing after uh, Joe Fest. We're going to have our bottles (laughs) ready to go. I know. Order of battle. um, But this sticks out in my mind now. It's it's actually a really cool graffiti design. And because of how unique it is and the fact that I can't actually read what it says, it sticks out in my mind as the Order of Battle podcast. So it actually does what it's supposed to do. So uh, props to them and shout out to Order of Battle. Go check them out when you're done listening to this episode. Uh, And also check out Destro's Toy Den, who had uh, bags with the the company logo, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. So any other uh, other Toylanta stuff? Noel, do you want to run down a little bit what you picked up? So uh, from Toy Department, I mentioned uh, I got the Mamba there, of course. And I believe on that first trip, I also got a Buzzbore. Um, Once got busy in the back of a Buzzbore. Right, right. Um, but the pricing, so I got a Buzzbore and I went back. I got I like a Night Landing, a Trouble Bubble, a complete Trouble Bubble, which is hard to oh, find. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, Cobra Bunker. Um, and I was, so de- I was so tempted to buy two Cobra Bunkers. Why but- didn't you just buy two? I, cause I have another one that's kind of in pieces and I was like, I, I should have done it cause it was 25 for a complete one. And we all should have, we, right? I, there's so much stuff that I'm like, why didn't I just buy that? But I think I was most impressed outside of the Mamba's price. I got a complete Pogo in like pristine condition for $15. And oh, nice. I never, I never had a Pogo, but since I'm trying to collect anything I can between 82 and 87, yeah. um, that's there are so many accessories and pieces to that and when you've got the thing together it takes it's it's got some it's got some real estate there it's a pretty large piece so i always imagine it being like oh it's about the size of the trouble bubble no it's like 20 trouble bubbles Um, it's well and that's what this the goofy uh if the listeners remember back from one of our earliest episodes i did i got one of the whatever the heck it's called the the star brigade trouble bubble whatever Mm -hmm. uh but then put the toy hack stickers on it but then i was like well this thing is giant it's not a real gi joe toy anymore because i've put different stickers on it and it's not anything i had when i was a kid do i really display this with my joes the answer was yes but yeah it takes up (laughs) i mean it's it's a good 10 inches circular space yeah yeah and then I also bought a couple things from Destro's Toy Den when I went back on Sunday. Um, I got uh, the Cobra, um, the little jetpack that came out in 87 that I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I totally, every time I see that thing in my collection, because I'm missing all the missiles, but I always think, 
this wasn't like a separate vehicle. This was this like came with the Night Raven or something like that. I always, <laughs> even to this day, I still think this isn't a this isn't something was sold. Separately. Well, there's just so little to it. It's not even yeah. as cool as the claw. No, yeah. no. And uh, I wound up getting the uh, the little um, the belt holster from like '83 that holds like three GI Joe figures. Um, oh, nice! In like perfect condition. They were they actually had one that was still sealed in its package. And I was like, do I want to spend twenty five for that or just spend ten for the one that was? Because uh, it's just a plastic bag. You're talking about this thing, right? Yeah, that little thing right there. Um, I've never can... had one. It's just it's just a neat thing to have and display with the rest of your stuff. Yeah, I never had this either. Um, and I, when I was in the the depths of my like just having discovered Mercari, I got it for like ten bucks shipped. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, of course I'd like to have one of these. I yeah. I, I remember it from when I was a kid, but I never had one because I was like. What what is my need to carry three GI Joes around? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and it's also like that I consider to be like official uh, official GI Joe toy because it was released yeah. in Hasbro. It showed oh, up in the catalogs. Yeah, it wasn't just like a like a third party. Yeah, it's not like this is Jed's toy boat toy bro or whatever. Like it's a an official Hasbro release. It's part it's part of the line. I was also fool in, foolish enough to ask Destro's toy den how much they were selling the complete in package um glider for one of the foam it was the cobra oh, foam glider what was it uh, it was like 275 dollars it I, was see i <laughs> that is a piece that i did have when i was a kid i have zero interest in owning that again not <laughs> yeah. even because of the price if i found one for 20 dollars, i probably wouldn't buy it because it was just such a piece of trash if i got one like that that was still in its package i would just leave it in its package i was like this just just leave it like this because it's such a like fragile piece yeah i don't know because it takes up so much space i've got the pilots for mm-hmm. both of them so i don't even care about having the glider i i just i've, I've got the figures i'm good to go uh all right so toy lanta was great uh anybody listening who is in the atlanta area go next year if you can uh but joe fest is is uh up next mm-hmm. and Three months away almost the day I know it's yep. it's really is just right around the corner, and I'm so I'm glad I didn't spend all of my money at Toyland. <laughs> uh, all right, Hasbro delays to to loop back around to what we were talking about before. Uh, we got those of us who pre-ordered Crocmaster from Hasbro Pulse got an email saying that Crocmaster has been delayed from April to September which is kind of the general delay for all of that stuff. Spirit, Storm Shadow, the Cobra Officer. uh, Everything says September now. And then today I got the notice from Big Bad Toy Store that Croc Master, because I I ordered from Pulse, Big Bad, and Amazon. Whoever gets it to me first gets my money. That's how I look at it. Uh, so I've not received a delay notice from Amazon, though I'm sure it's coming. Uh, but yeah, right now, Pulse and Big Bad both have officially notified uh, people who pre-ordered it that Crocmaster is delayed to September. I need to check my emails then. Uh, yeah, I, I got ordered after, everything through Big Bad. 
Yeah, after you had messaged us today saying that uh, it had been delayed through Big Bad, about an hour later, I got the email from him because I know that it had been it been uh, postponed through Pulse last week. But uh, yep, yep, disappointment. So these these delays, these problems, we cannot really even speculate as to what's going on. What we do know factually, though is that they really seem to be unique to Hasbro, if not unique to G.I. Joe, even. Because Mattel, McFarlane, Jazzwares, Spinmaster, all of these other companies seem to be getting their product onto shelves and pegs. McFarlane, all these new waves of, of DC Multiverse are hitting. You can go buy them at the store right now. You can go buy your Batman movie figures at the store right now from Spin Master and from McFarlane. Jazz wears AEW figures coming out pretty regularly. They're not the easiest things in the world to find. If, if you're like an active collector, the newest waves take a little bit of time to find, but you will find them. They're on pegs. Uh, and then Mattel, like I said, Origins has been a delight to collect for the most part. Uh, the new Masters Universe Revelations line. They're, the new figures are on pegs. I just saw them in Target this morning. So I want to go back even <clears throat> before Crockmaster. And again, not not to be an overly negative Nancy here. Well, there, but, but, but there's like, we're, I we're ordered, stating facts. I pre-ordered, if, if you remember, the, the Joe team told us there are going to be plenty of alley vipers and bats. Don't worry. Don't freak out. I ordered mine through Big Bad. And I think it now says June or is still saying June 2022. Um, so, I mean, I know people have got them from other sources. I did get a bat off of Pulse. but But even we're still having delays on figures that Hasbro themselves have gotten in and sold. So I, I really don't understand what's going on with their shipping because it's not just, Oh, this whole wave is running late. It's, it seems to be like it's coming in pieces or, or right now on big bad, the alley Viper and bad are still showing June. Uh, I got, and and keep in mind, I'm collecting for myself and for my son, who's gotten into classified. He he's a big fan of the line. Uh, I've got three bats and two alley vipers, all from Hasbro Pulse. Nothing from Amazon, nothing from Big Bad. Uh, but I have found the gung ho that's packed in with the alley viper and the bat. I've found him in a couple of different targets. So. They've been showing up, but plentiful. When I think alley bats and vipers will be plentiful, I think of what I see of Lady J and Flint. Right. Wasn't the gung-ho also shipping with the Lady J and Flint assortment too? No, that was Cover no. Commander was with them. Well, because I, I swear I was seeing gung-hos a couple months back. I've only mm, just started no, seeing he wasn't. Them. he wasn't with Lady J and Flint at any point. Uh. Because maybe it's just because I was seeing them at stores like Books a Million, but I thought I saw them at Walmart too. 
and now I, he might have been left over from whatever he originally shipped true. with. May have been. What was it? The with the Red Ninja was that in the Gung Ho assortment? Oh well, no wonder Gung Ho was left behind. For I that. don't know because I I never saw the Red Ninja in stores, and I can't imagine that that was more. No, I didn't either. Gung-ho. I I didn't either. Uh so anyway, th- this whatever is going on with the classified series seems to be unique to the classified series. And I don't know why. I have no answers. I really don't have any speculation because it's so. It's just very frustrating because as with the O-rings, I want to be an active collector. I want, you know, every couple of months to have some new figures to buy. And that's not what's happening. And I, I don't know what's going on. I. I get torn because, like I said, I I can walk into Targets now, and even though they are selling out, I'm seeing reaction figures, and if I'm lucky, and it's weird to say lucky, but I may, you know, I'll see a Lady J. But still sticking around, and but Super Seven is keeping those on pegs because I go, I hit um. There are one, two, three, four. There are four targets that I hit pretty regularly. Every couple of weeks, I'll be in each of these targets at least. And the Super 7 reactions will sell down, except for the Blue Snake Eyes. He's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still maintain a year from now, people are going to be paying like 70 bucks for that thing. Oh, for sure. I know that sounds crazy. But I, I think that's what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, they'll they'll have like some flints, some Lady J's, a Duke, a Cobra Commander, and then they'll they'll sell down, and then they'll get some more in. But they're consistently like they have a presence on the pegs, but they're not warming. They're right. moving through stock, and that's where I feel like I get all excited. You know, a couple times a week I stop in at the Target that's on my way to work. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, they would have just put stock out and nothing. And so it goes back to kind of like what, you know, what we were saying, like, like what is, what is plentiful if you're not getting your product to the store? I mean, like my, the target closest to my house actually moved the reaction figures from the pop collector wall over to where they used to keep the classifieds. I think so yeah, the, all targets now. Yeah, yeah all, all targets, targets are keeping there. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's standard now, which is uh, great because on, I think that's what's moving. Not done that yet, but um, but yeah. So I'm like, well, you're does Target know that they're not getting classifieds in anytime soon? Because I there's not even a peg. I think for whatever reason, I think that's a planogram thing to keep all the Mm -hmm. Joe stuff together. And I think it's very smart because Joe collectors are going to the toy aisle. They're not necessarily going to that collector section. Yep. I don't know that that's probably nonsense because I mean, I I know every target I go into, I go to both places, (laughs) but even with pre-ordering there is, there is kind of an excitement when you see figures in the wild like i don't collect um origins 
but I know plenty of people who do. And whenever I go into stores and I see that origins section, you know, restocked or yeah, there's like a hunt. Like I get all excited because I'm like, oh, hey, do you have this one? Do you need this? Oh, dude, like, I get excited when I see figures that I already have, but I know they're new figures. I'm like, oh, cool. They've got those. That's really awesome that those are on the peg now because i like i said i've been all my origins i've just been ordering from big bad just to no fuss no muss yeah. uh but i still get excited when i go into target and i'm like oh there's buzz off They've, he's out now that's awesome and, that he's on the peg and i still pre-order some star wars vintage collection figures, yeah i do too I'm three and three quarter purists there we'll we'll have to but start a has, separate podcast just about that but it has killed and again i'm pre-ordering it i know i'm gonna get the figures that i want but it it does kill the excitement for me when i go into walmarts or targets and they just have one peg and pretty much right now i mean it's just filled with Lando's it's 12 12 guy. general calrissians um but i'm like uh, uh, come on but the hunt, I see, I still enjoy the hunt for those because again, I pre-order from, you know, well, unfortunately, a lot of vintage collection stuff seems to be exclusive to Walmart right now, uh, but I'll pre-order from Amazon or Big Bad or whoever, but that's part of the hunt now is maybe I'll find it at retail first because that's happened a number of times with vintage collection stuff where I'll, I, matter of fact, the most recent wave, I walked into Target uh and they had i can't remember who the most recent wave is i haven't opened them up yet um but they had they had the wave and i grabbed it and i canceled my pre-orders from amazon and big bad because i was like here they are right but it yeah i feel because i only ever see just one peg allotted for vintage collection it makes me go they don't have a lot of faith in the vintage collection. They're putting all their effort into the black series. Well, and it, it, like it, I said, we're, like we're going to have to kills it a little bit for me. So that's what is happening with GI Joe is once those figures finally show up, I feel like that spark is going to be reignited in me. But when I just keep seeing delay after delay and I'm going, Oh, that figure. I mean, we kind of joke about it. The figure that we just pre-ordered, that we watched this, you know, YouTube video on isn't coming out until next year. And that doesn't really sink in until six months later, you're going, I, I still don't have any new Joe figures. Well, and now Hasbro, Hasbro has now unfortunately gotten themselves into this vicious cycle where we're expecting new announcements. So they can't take a break from announcing new product because now we're expecting every two, three months or so to see some new stuff, but nothing has come out. Like I, I, I will go so far as to say alley, alley vipers and bats still are not really out. People have them, but I've never seen them in a store. There are still tons of people who don't have them because they weren't pulse premium members, which by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're not a Pulse Premium member, are you even serious, bro? 
because the shipping pays for itself after a couple orders. They do not do, and this, I want to clear this up for all of our listeners, free shipping for a certain dollar amount is done. The only free shipping on Hasbro Pulse now is, is if you're a Pulse Premium member. Uh, but the early sales I have gotten, I got Boba Fett and Fennec Shan. I got my Bats and my Alley Vipers. And then just the other day, I got the retro figures, uh, Gung Ho, Destro, Baroness, Lady J, because of Pulse Premium. Free ship. I get people who are resistant to the idea of paying for premium pulse, but if you don't want to do it, you can't complain about not getting these figures because I've gotten everything I wanted pre-ordered. That's what, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> um, which, uh, and I bring it up and I feel bad for you guys, but I'll send you guys the link. Like there, the stuff is up now. Go get it. And I'll get the, the the response in our our chat. Oh, it's it's premium only. Well, you know <laughs> like, well, what? Yeah, I, yeah, there you go. Probably should save it for when we talk about the the retro carded figures. But you sent the message about. Well, Gun that's Ho. our that's our segue. Yeah. We're we're doing it now. Let's okay. re, let's, let's so do. So you it. sent the message about Gung Ho. I was so irritated at that point because I had to work that day. So I am trying to work uh, plus be on my phone because of the time difference to be able to pre-order and i well, well wait a- wait 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 before you get any further <laughs> let's talk about what time difference even means because time difference like there there's this weird like doctor who time stream and in- insanity between hasbro between walmart between Pulse and between the customers, because were these going up at noon? Were they up at nine thirty in the morning? Were they up at one p.m., three p.m., no, and then all of a sudden doing, they show up on Pulse? They said they were doing three drops during the day. Well, guess what? But I don't the know Walmart that- website, the header on the website said new drops at one p.m. and three p.m. Which, but nothing they, happened at either of those times. Right. It was like they released everything, and I feel like they did the drop. Uh, I think that equaled like ten o'clock. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. Time. It was it was one p.m. and five p.m. And then Pacific. It, it, it. I was thinking, oh, they're going to release like you can pre-order Lady J and Baroness at this hour. You can pre-order. Destro, right? No, they released everything, and then I feel like they just put the over out message on. So then, at the next time that they said they were going to, because I kept getting, you know, sold out on Gung Ho, sold out, sold out, sold well, out. Well, here, well, here's what here's what was happening. Pulse message, and so I go to Pulse. Nope, it's for Pulse only members. I wasted about five minutes contemplating joining Pulse. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm going to try one more time on Walmart. And then I'm just going to chuck my phone across the room. And I go to Walmart and I got my gung ho. And as soon as you posted, I got mine. It was like 2.37 p.m. It was such a bizarre, odd time. Well, here's here's what's insane. So I ordered Baroness and Lady J a week before this sale because they were... Uh, they link uh, histank.com. Everybody knows that's one of our favorite sources of, of information and thoughts and input. 
Uh, somebody on his tank shared the links. They were like Mars and retrograde or something. I don't remember what the code names were, uh, but you could tell that's what they were. So I pre-ordered those like a, a week before the Walmart collector con on March 24th. Uh, and then at 9.30-ish Eastern time, I was able to order Destro and Gung Ho. And I felt really bad because I, I was at work trying to like under the table do phone stuff. And I didn't send you guys a message like, hey, they're, these are up. But then by the time I thought about that and went back, it was that uh, we're sorry, this item is in demand and we can't add it to your cart right now. Please give it another try soon. And that message persisted for like three or four hours. And let's not also not forget that it said this item will ship in 24 hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So there's a message if you're looking, because that's how I was able to add them is I didn't go to the product page. I went to the page that had like all the stuff on it and just add to cart from there. If you went to the product page and tried to add it, you got that message. But then later on, you got that message from the general page as well. This was, I don't want, we don't even need to go into all the details. It was ridiculous. Yes. It was totally, if, if you listen also to the Needless Things podcast, you will understand what I'm saying right now. This whole thing was completely escaped from LA. Well, and let's also not forget that you have it in the notes there. There are two different price points on these figures Yes. For no reason other than the 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 female figures are two dollars less than the ma- the male figures for some unknown reason. Well, here the, okay the wage gap is real in the world of G.I. Joe. <laughs> so <laughs> when I ordered Baroness and Lady J a week before, they were $22.99. I got an email notifying me that the price had been dropped by two cents to $22.97. Ooh, a party time. So on Collector Con Day, Baroness and Lady J were $22.97 and or what whatever they were, and uh Destro and Gung Ho were $24.97 or $99 or what whatever. So yeah, there's a two dollar price difference for whatever reason. And this it was all <laughs> completely stupid. But the good news is all four figures were available for well over the next 48 hours. Now, well, that seems good. What I wonder is how many people are going to receive the Walmart cancellation email three months from now, because I've, uh, I've pre-ordered stuff from Walmart all the time. Uh, I had, if if you are a collector of the AEW figures, you know there's a Walmart exclusive Sting that came out uh, that I pre-ordered. And fortunately, I found him in stores, but I got an email the other day letting me know that they were canceling my order for the Walmart exclusive AEW Sting. So I have no reason see, given. If I see that gung-ho in the store... Before I get my uh, oh yeah, for my don't, pre-order. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I learned my lesson on that off striker two years ago. Right, right. So anyway, this is all, all, and and I do I do want to make this point. Unfortunately, 
these retailer exclusives are a necessity, not just for the things that actually get released as exclusives, but to maintain retailer interest in the line in general. It's just a fact of life. It stinks, but it's something that we have to deal with. Uh, but this, this whole thing was just a, a complete fiasco. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on to some better news? Sure. I am. I definitely am. So let me pull up now. We had just for the listeners, so you understand why I'm like looking stuff up as we're doing the recording. Because normally I have all of my pages pulled up in advance. I had weird internet problems that I was trying to solve instead of doing my prep time before this episode. You guys, Super Seven Ultimates Wave Three. I am so freaking stoked for this. When you guys saw this lineup, what were your thoughts? They're uh, good-looking figures. Uh, uh, they're, again, stuff that I won't be collecting probably just because I have to limit what I can order and $55, you know. And look, I get it. Any, anybody are... that feels like that price point is too much, I totally get it. Now, it's not that it's too much. It's just that, like, I can be. I have to be kind of selective as to what I'm collecting. Like, if I had a warehouse I could throw this stuff in, I would be tempted with a lot of those. I might have purchased all of them, but 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 there are also people who are just like, I'm not spending fifty five dollars on an action figure, and I understand <laughs> that. I, I I totally do. But yeah, if you're also limiting yourself as to like how much do I really want to collect, it's pretty easy to cut the fifty five dollar price point action figure. Uh, but let's talk about the lineup of this wave. Storm Shadow, who was the first one revealed. Uh, Scarlet, who was obviously going to happen sooner than later. A Cobra Trooper. Awesome. Have to have a $55 troop builder. And Doc. Doc was the one that really just lit me up with joy. Because... You know, as much as us old school fans are like, well, yeah, Doc's a vital part of the Joe team. We love Doc. He's great. On the cartoon, he is he's not only the Doc, he's also the science guy. Like he invents things. He builds giant mirrors to deflect lasers and stuff. <laughs> uh this is such a cool wave because you've got three figures that feel like necessities and one figure that feels like, man, these guys really just get Joe and no people are going to love getting this character. I yeah. remember when they showed the pictures from wave one and I saw that Cobra commander and I said, this, this truly is the Cobra commander figure that as an adult, I have wanted. I can't imagine anything being better. When I look at this picture, even with the character that I'm not as huge of a fan of like storm shadow, I feel that way about all of them. I mean, I look at this and I go, Hasbro, you've you've got to give us a G1 Virgin Scarlet. Look at how good she looks. And they, I mean, they're not like her head sculpt and that Scarlet is so nice. She's got yeah. that 
just that minute, at least the the head that is in the uh, the main picture. Uh, she's got that like perfect expression on it. She looks just like she was right popped out of the cartoon. So let's let's run these down one by one. Uh, I want to start with Storm Shadow just because I happened to be reading GI Joe comics earlier today. Got to issue twenty four and. Storm Shadow, uh, Cobra Commander has been captured by G.I. Joe and Storm Shadow is rescuing him. Uh, he's he's flown him away, which, by the way, at some point, we're going to have to actually review issue 24 because it the, the amount of stuff that it introduces is fantastic. You get the G.I. Joe headquarters, which is introduced as this prefab base that they build on top of this plateau. Anyway, Storm Shadow rescues Cobra Commander from the Joes. Uh, Cobra Commander is like, Storm Shadow, this Cobra Claw cannot carry us both to safety, so guess what? You stay behind and fight the Joes. I'm out of here. So he takes off in the Claw, leaves Storm Shadow behind. Storm Shadow busts out this sniper rifle. Uh, Gets up in a tree to take the Joes out, but not only does he come with this comic book sniper rifle, he comes with his regular loadout uh, with the, the the uh long sword the short sword the short knife which i think is called a tanto uh nunchucks uh bow and arrows throwing stars and excalibur Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's got the uh the forearm with the reveal the rashikage tattoo and he's also got some kind of for some reason the the page won't the product page won't load uh for me to tell what this alternate head is that he comes with that I just now noticed. Uh, let me go to Big Bad and see if maybe there's a load. Uh, but this Storm Shadow is just beautiful, and it's interesting because it is combining comic book elements and Sunbow elements. All right, let me get to the end of Big Bad's Goofy. Oh, he's got... okay. So the alternate, first of all, let's talk about his angry eyes, right? (laughs) Do you see the furious eyes on this guy, which again, are perfectly like the animation. Yeah. If you watch the old Joe cartoons, Storm Shadow always looked just furious. This is perfect. And then he's got an alternate head with like a breather mask on it, which I'm, I know is some from something very specific that I, can't remember off the top of my head right now but i love it uh so storm shadow looks great uh the knife actually tucks into his belt uh everything fits into his backpack uh i mean not everything the the swords and the nunchucks and everything as they typically do now what i do wonder is these nunchucks is that going to be a piece of like string between them i don't think it's going to be an all plastic piece i was thinking they were just individual pieces well i think the handles are going to be plastic pieces and then they're joined by maybe a piece of of rope or string or whatever because he doesn't Mm. have he doesn't have chain nunchucks uh it'll be interesting to see uh and then let's see scarlet is up next we've already mentioned that portrait is phenomenal uh she has two different size crossbows 
She's got the M16. She's the first Joe that does not include the Joe laser rifle, which is interesting. Yeah, I was uh, surprised that she's actually got a, a, a real world style weapon. Uh, but she's got a number of different crossbow bolts, uh, a quiver, uh, walkie talkie. And then like the other Joe figures thus far, she's got the headset. Okay, just like what I'm wearing right now. Well, maybe not just like, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, the the portrait, the profile, everything about the figure just looks great. Karate hands. Yes, karate hands. All right, let's see. Whoa, what just happened? I lost my uh, page. There we go. Uh, okay, Doc. Easily the best Doc figure <laughs> ever released. Uh, he does not, however, come with his stretcher. Which I'm okay with. He comes with a weird, like, mortar thing that he came with. The, right, with an actual, like, launching piece. Right. Which, which is I surprising. Presume is supposed to be a flare gun. I've never really quite known what that was because... Yeah, I think it's a big flare gun. Because as much as mm-hmm. people, like, rail on Lifeline for being a pacifist, Doc is explicitly listed as one in his file right. card. Right, Doc is the actual pacifist, and he's got uh, he's got a smaller flare gun, a walkie-talkie. Um, what the heck is that? Comics. He comes with comics. I think that's a reference to a specific uh, episode of the co- of the cartoon. I think so. Uh, and then a little med kit with actual all the detailing inside, band aids and scissors and bandages and stuff. Uh, the GI Joe laser rifle, three different portraits. His helmet, gloved hands, which I thought was a nice touch, yep. uh, and then just a satchel. Fantastic! What what it like? Just an exciting figure for all the stuff that he comes with. And then finally, the Cobra Trooper, which I'm going to have to buy two of, just like I did <laughs> the Bat, because it includes parts for. Uh, well, as as Super Seven refers to it, pink skin and brown skin. <laughs> hmm. Or ta- I, no tan. The, tan, tan, tan. And it's not just the head that comes off; it's the head and the neck. So right, you get right. The, you don't have to worry about uh, you know covering that neck up because these are the these are the t shirt troopers from Sunbow, mm-hmm. uh, and then they also come with the electro whip. A suitcase bomb, which I believe looks a lot like the one Cobra Commander has uh, when he's on the claw in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, maybe a remote detonator or a walkie-talkie, one or the other. And then a number of different uh, weapons that are sort of Cobra signature weapons. Well, and yeah, the one, uh, the middle-sized one, not the pistol and not the uh, the 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 rifle but the one that's like a little submachine gun that's the iconic one that you always see him firing in the in the cartoons so looks and 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 again hands and neck slash head uh for for pink skin and tan skin so i'm i'm buying two of these which i i I, look i get it it's a lot of money but if I, I said if I had if I had space in my collection, I could justify buying uh, at least a couple of these. I've I've gotten really probably a little too too much into uh, troop building my classifieds at this point. Oh so, no! Yeah, 
there's no turning back now. See, with classifieds, <laughs> I've I've limited myself. Like uh, I will if I'll get two. If it's something like this, like the bat, I got two because they're interchangeable pieces to make two distinctly different looking figures. But like the alley viper, I I've just got one. Just mm. got the one alley viper for me. I've gone with the uh, like with the troopers. I've got four. And I've got four bats. I still got two in the package. With the troopers, I've got each one in a different pose with different weapons drawn. So, you know. Well, yeah, I did. I before I made my decision about limiting myself on classified, I got four troopers and four infantry, and then I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I got two That's more funny. vipers I on the way. I was the opposite. When I finally got into it, I was like, I'm only going. I'm not going to troop build. I'm going to get one. So. Unfortunately, right now, I only have one Cobra Trooper, uh, but I have one Bat from Pulse, but I have three pre-orders that I think I'm still going to keep from Big Bat. It's a great, I mean, it's an awesome figure. Uh, it, it just is. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Super 7, absolutely killing it. Right now, Super 7's reaction figures are the G.I. Joe collection that I'm most excited about and invested in. Because they're actually coming out. Wave 3 is going to be announced any day now. Uh, possibly between when we record this episode and when we release it. It's because that's how these things work sometimes. Uh, I, I just love it. And these Ultimates, I, I think we're looking at June for Wave 1. Possibly. We'll see. But as far as I'm concerned, Super 7 is, is your G.I. Joe toy producer of choice. Uh, all right, moving on, news-wise, Paul Harden. Uh, tell us about this. Uh, I was Noel, were you the one that shared this news? No, I, no it was me. I, I couldn't find anything Christian? about this on Google, so I didn't know what this was. Yeah, so Paul Harding is a sculptor. Uh, he has worked for um, Sideshow... Um, all of the gentle giant all, all of the major ones um i follow him on uh socials um because he does a lot of 3d renderings of if i was to sculpt this character um so he does a lot of like you know comic book heroes and stuff um so he also had been working on the marvel legends line so he would like on like his Twitter, he'll post the 3D rendering artwork that let's say he did of like 1970s Doctor Strange and then show you now here's what the sculpt looks like for the upcoming Marvel Legends figure. Um, so incredibly, incredibly detailed um, sculptor. And he announced a couple weeks ago uh, that he is now on the G.I. Joe Classifieds line. Oh, interesting. So uh, knowing the sort of detail that goes into his work, I am super excited to see um, if they let him do the same thing that they do with Marvel Legends, where he'll, like I said, you know, where he posts his artwork and then shows you what the, the, the actual, you know, prototype sculpt figure turns out to look like. Um, so I'm super, super stoked. And it's Harding with a G. 
Oh, it is Harding with a G. Yeah. Okay. yeah as yeah. soon as I, as soon as you said that, I was able to actually find information on him and look at some of the stuff on his uh, Twitter account. And then finally, before we uh, wrap up this news heavy episode, uh, Operation Recall coming April first. <laughs> this is, which, I think, which means that they're going to actually be Strawberry Shortcake figures. That's right. Operation <laughs> Recall is going to be all the original Joe creators reimagining Strawberry Shortcake as a GI Joe centric line. I don't know. We'll find out what it is, uh, and. We're going to do something a little different this month uh, and maybe what we're going to be doing going forward. So that's a wrap for this episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. We covered all the news. Check back with us in two weeks. We will be back with a segment filled episode. If there's any news between now and then, we'll we'll talk about that before we get into our segments. Uh, but for right now, we are calling that a night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Music by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. Uh, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. We're available wherever you find your podcasts. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? Finest is an international costuming club that, of course, as you might imagine from the subject matter of this show, uh, we are a, a G.I. Joe costume club. So G.I. Joe, Cobra, Dreadnoughts, October Guard, Action Force, whatever, uh, whatever G.I. Joe flavor you like. Um, if you if you're into costuming and you ever want to put one of those costumes together, uh, there's tutorials on the site. You can check that out and submit your entry. And uh, we are, of course, starting to ramp up and do more um do more conventions now raising money for an awesome charity called canines for warriors so uh we want you to join the finest and christian why don't you tell us where we can find those pictures you were talking about earlier in the episode yes, so you can find me on instagram and on flickr.com under the screen name legion cub so listeners uh be sure to check back follow us on all those socials we will let you know in mid-april when the second April episode of Audible Interlude drops. Until then, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.